You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Tony and Corey here today. Daniel's with What's family. Going on? It's uh, Thanksgiving Eve, and Daniel, uh, Daniel's with family. There's really nothing that we can say about that, right? This is the uh, Thanksgiving Eve's one of the biggest party nights of the year. I bet they're all, they're not partying. Well, they're not partying, but like kids in college come home, and you know they don't have school tomorrow, and it's That's a big true. party. It's like the biggest party night of the year. That's true. Okay. So, uh, yeah, hopefully everybody gets home safe tonight and uh, follows all the laws. Hopefully so. Yeah, if you can't drive safe, don't drive. Yeah? Absolutely. Call an Uber. Yeah. It's so easy now. It is yep. so easy now. Remember when we were in college and Uber wasn't a thing? Yeah. Wild, I mean, right? Fuck. Imagine. Like, why was that? should have been a thing. I guess they were taxis. There have always been taxis. Right. Okay. Anyway. And then, and then, well, tomorrow or today is Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to the podcast on Thanksgiving, that's awesome. Uh, what's your favorite uh, Thanksgiving dish, Tony? Oh, green bean casserole. hundred percent. Hey, you know what? I'm glad you said that because I'm not big on Thanksgiving food. I think it's all kind of bland. I mean, you got mashed potatoes, dressing, turkey, but the green bean casserole, I think, is probably underrated. And the green bean casserole gets a lot of flack, I think. But it needs more you know, love. It needs more love. And I think, you know, between like the bacon and the creaminess of it, there's definitely some variety there in the mix of the standard starchy Thanksgiving bland food. Absolutely. So I'm you know what? I'm on team green bean casserole with you. That's my favorite as well. Wow. I like that. Well, what's your what's your second favorite then? Uh, I don't know, man. It's just, I think it depends on the cooks. Like, I'll be honest, my family, at least my side of the family, food's pretty, you know, pretty bland. I hope nobody's listening, but, uh, yikes. Uh, I mean, probably second, maybe some mashed potatoes and gravy. I would say <laughs> this is, I would never eat this any other time of the year. Maybe that's why, but creamed corn is probably my second favorite. Yeah. Creamed corn. I don't, I don't know if we ever really have creamed corn out there, but. I would definitely be down for it. Yeah, delicious. That's for sure. Um, let's see here. Creamed corn. Uh, Zach Wilson was pretty much the definition of creamed corn last week. Yeah, he got his corn creamed. Sacked four times. Total, 77 yards over four quarters. That's an hour of football, people. In an hour of football, Zach Wilson completed nine of 22 pass attempts for 77 yards. And then after the game... Obviously, they lost that game. Everybody knows. After the game, um, Corey and I watched the presser. The, the last question that he got asked, I think, is the reason why he's benched. I think it is. Before we get into that last question, because even when we, we watched it together and you were kind of asking what happened, and I was like, yeah, I think he was being a little doucher because, you know, you see the clips, they chop it up and they send it out. Well, for the most part of the presser, it was fine. I mean, he was kind of short and everything, but it was that last question that really got him. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, it was normal quarterback talk. I'm not really saying anything. I'm answering questions because I have to. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Blah, blah, blah. The team, my fault, their fault, everybody's fault. Blah, blah, blah. Got to get better. And then 
somebody said, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? And he said, no, that was and it. And he walked off. It was over. That was it. Um, needless to say, we all know that Zach Wilson has been benched. He's five and two as a starter. The team is winning. And had they won this game, they'd be first place in the division. So this kind of got me thinking, okay, I understand why Salah did this. I think it's important to keep control of the locker room when a man like that says something like that. You have to take responsibility, first of all. I think had Salah not done that, it would be his ass fired at the end of the year. Not Russell, not uh, Russell Wilson, goddamn. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Um, but yeah, I started, started to wonder, like, are, are the Jets slipping? Is this the beginning of the end for what was a surprisingly great season? And so Corey and I wanted to take a look and kind of figure out who we thought was going to make it into the playoffs. We just looked at schedules. Yep. Uh, we, we looked at schedules, and we just kind of went through wins and losses real quick. Based on things today, I don't think we really – we didn't leave too much to imagination, right? I mean, it was just today's teams facing today's teams, right? Yeah, yeah. who we think the better team is as of right now. I think probably Green – you know, looking at it, Green Bay probably got a little bit of juice because Aaron Rodgers. We, I think everybody probably thinks they're a better team than what their schedule says, but – you know, they are where they are. Um, I guess just, like, looking at the NFC, your top five spots are pretty much secured. You got the the Eagles, the Vikings, the Niners, the Bucks. I think the Bucks end up probably winning that division. We probably should have included them uh, looking back, but we did not. I think the Bucks are, you know, probably the best team in that division. And when he Let says know if he included them, he means – we, we made a very deliberate exercise on all these wild card teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we did not include the Bucks. Uh, the we, Bucks were not yeah. included. Those, those four teams I just listed are the division leaders. They're, they're the one through four seed. And then the Cowboys are at five. We think they were strong enough that they're probably secure. And then the next six teams in the NFC, we did an exercise. We, we filled out the rest of their season. Those teams are the Giants, the Seahawks, the Commanders, the Falcons, Lions, Packers. Um I mean, leaving that exercise out, just looking at it, you know, I think the Giants are probably a little, the record's a little better than what the team is. Maybe the same with the Seahawks. Uh, I don't hate the Commanders as a playoff team. I think they're kind of built, you know, to get there. Um, But the quarterback's a question. I I know Heineke's played well. And then the Falcons, you know, the Falcons have been interesting. Uh, Marcus Mariota's played fairly well. Uh, I know there's some people calling for desert or uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. I was about to say it, and I, I, know I you thought were. it was wrong. I thought it was wrong. Uh, the Lions, they're they're on a three game win streak. We thought they'd be better than they have been at the beginning of the season, so that's a team to be excited about. And then the Packers was where we drew the line in the NFC. Um, and the Packers personally were was a team that I felt like could probably move up through the rankings here and and make some moves. But um, I, we kind of went through the schedule and came up with some different expectations. I, were there any teams that kind of stuck out to you just looking at it before we went through the schedule that you thought could be in the mix um, in the I- NFC? First of all, I'm very surprised at at the Commanders. As a matter of fact, so we're talking about the NFC. I don't want to get lost here. NFC, sorry. I'm a focus. The Commanders, they were a team that I focused on a lot. The defense is incredible. Um, 
Terry McLaurin is, I mean, a fucking rock star. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like the, I feel like the commander stuck out to me. The lions really did too. Um, in a way that I, th I still think they're underperforming. You called them the best worst team in football. And I think now they're like the best mediocre team in football. We are, right. we're fucking a player or two away from the lions being a wrecking ball. And I'm a little bit surprised at where things ended up. I'm surprised at their record currently. Another one that stood out to me was Seattle. I don't think any of us thought that Seattle would be where they are now. Absolutely. And then once this exercise was finished, uh, I was even more surprised. So those are my, I guess, three teams that stood out to me. Seattle, the Lions, the Commanders. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, Seattle, I thought would be one of the shitters of the NFL. You know, down there at the bottom with Atlanta, and Atlanta's overperformed as well. But I think that just goes back to, you know, I think Seahawks are one of those teams that they, they have everything built right. Like they've got, you know, the front office isn't in shambles. You know, there's all the drama with Russell Wilson, but at the end of the day, they've got the coach, they've got the front office and, you know, they've, they've shown that they can succeed without that, you know, star quarterback, which looking now, you know, maybe he, he was the issue the whole time. Um, just shifting over to the AFC real quick, just to give a rundown. Uh, some team, the teams we thought were pretty secure: the Chiefs, uh, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Ravens. Those are all the division winners. We assume they are pretty safe right now. Buffalo is a wild card team at seven and three. Uh, we, we're assuming they're safe as well. They're a really good football team, Super Bowl favorite coming into the season. Uh, we we had them safe. So we had five teams in the AFC that we thought were in the mix. We picked the Patriots, the Bengals, the Jets, Chargers, and we threw the Colts in just for fun. Uh, we do have the Colts making the playoffs and, uh, I guess just kind of looking at these five teams, I really like the Bengals, the Bengals, Corey, started Corey, we can't let that linger too long. <laughs> I, we have the I Colts. Hate, I hate to spoil it. So soon. we have the Colts in last place of all these teams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The season's over for the Colts, okay. but I, you know, whatever we'll move, we'll move on from the Colts. Uh, a team that I liked out all these, the Bengals and the Chargers stick out for me personally. The Bengals started out slow. The offense is kind of picked up. You got to remember Joe Burrow missed a lot of training camp with uh, appendicitis, I think. Appendicitis? Yeah, appendicitis. Uh, so it's a slow start for them, but ever, you know, the last few weeks they've been putting up the points. Uh, they do have a really exciting schedule coming up. I do remember that from going through the – for the teams, the Bengals have an amazing schedule. Not not necessarily for them, but from a viewership standpoint, just absolutely stacked. Bing, you know, if Bengals are the powerhouse, I feel like they are, despite their record. Amazing schedule coming up for the Bengals. And then the Chargers. Uh, I think they showed on Sunday Night Football last week, even though in the loss, that they're explosive. I know they've got some injuries in the wide receiver core, but... Uh, I think they're a team that over the long haul, you know, compared to maybe the Patriots, the Jets, and the Colts, you know, out of that mix, I feel like they're a little bit of a tier above. Yeah, a couple of things that, that stood out to me was that the um, AFC East is so evenly matched. I don't know. I mean, we, we had just said that the Jets, who are now in last place in the division, were fighting for the first place spot. That's what this is going to be every single week, hopefully for the for the next eight weeks. Is it? Eight, do we have eight more weeks of football? Uh, we're in week twelve. 
We've no. had 11, there's six, 18, there's seven. Six, there's seven, seven more weeks of football. There we go. It's crazy. This is the closest. I did I did see a stat at, at some point that among all teams in the league, this is the closest that both conferences have been in the history of the NFL, which is what we wanted. So the schedule is working. The extra game is working. This is very exciting football. But the, what stood out to me was that the AFC East is still neck and neck. Um, don't be surprised if two of these teams do make it in uh, because all of them have winning records. And that's really pretty exciting. Really exciting. The Jets are better than we thought they would be. And I think that our... I, I'm trying to figure out if the Jets were a team that we uh, kind of forecasted uh, or how do I say prejudiced future stuff because there's some stuff unknown about the Jets with Zach Wilson not being the quarterback this week. Will he be the quarterback next week? Uh, they've won before with what's his name? White. Yeah. Yeah. White. He's a barn. Or Flacco. Or, or Flacco. And they won hey, with Flacco. Hey, yeah. Hey, why it was the last season he played a couple games and they were like, oh, this guy could be the the future of the NFL for like two weeks and then it all came crashing down. Real he got hurt. He lost feeling in his arm. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he got hurt and he was a fucking barn burner until he got hurt and then it was done. That was the end of his story. I do remember that now. I remember yeah. him getting hurt. Yeah, his he said he couldn't feel his hand anymore. Um so I don't know if I think we Char Charlie White is that right? Sounds right. Look it up. I'll look it up. Anyway, that division stuck out, stuck out to me um, probably more than anything else. And other than that, in the AFC, I didn't feel like there were a lot of surprises. We struggled with the AFC because I really feel like what we see now is what we're going to get. I don't see a lot changing. The AFC East, I think, is the only division that we're going to see movement from. I guess if you asked for a bold prediction or hot take, the hottest thing I could think of out of the AFC is that Miami falls two games behind everybody else and doesn't even make the playoffs. Like imagine, what? imagine, what? I mean, I'm not saying it will happen. I don't think it will happen, but that's like the craziest shit that could happen in the AFC. Outside of that, there's really nothing else crazy that could happen. I just don't see it. I think the craziest thing in the AFC, which you kind of mentioned earlier, was be the for the whole uh, AFC East to make the playoffs. Oh so wow! The Bills, okay, the Patriots. Um, why am I drawing the Jets and the Bills? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's right now one of the best divisions in football record wise, which is crazy. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, what did we come up with in the AFC, Corey? So we went through the schedules. We kind of, you know, we, we didn't get too bold with it. We kind of thought, you know, who's the better team? Who's going to win the football games? What's what's crazy about what we just talked about is that we only have two teams in the NFC East making the playoffs. We have the Patriots and the Jets missing the playoffs. We have the Patriots finishing at 9-8, and eight, the Jets at 8-9. and nine. Um, I feel I do feel like the Patriots are the, the wild card in this mix. Um just, just because of Bill Belichick, they they find ways to win games dirty. I mean, that's what they did this weekend. They won it dirty. They won on a punt return in the final seconds of a three to three game. Uh, that's just what they do. Uh, Colts, we don't have them making the playoffs. I lied about that. Uh, we have the Colts finishing dead last, seven nine and one, is the record, which sounds absolutely correct. I mean that that seems like the record that is destined to happen. 
Uh, the teams we have making it, we have the Bengals at 10 and 7 and the Chargers also at 10 and 7 making the playoffs. Uh, right In our scenario, I guess we have them in the wild card. We didn't really do the other five teams that are in the top of the conference. So there's a scenario where maybe one of those teams falls a little bit and the Bengals move up to a home game. Uh, but we didn't go that deep with it. But out of those five, we have the Bengals, the Chargers. Any disagreement there? Do you feel good about that? I feel good about it. I feel bad that, I mean, we sit here, and the joke is that we're like homers for the Colts, and we are, right? But we can become um, objective when we need to. And looking at, we predicted the Colts, of the five teams that we graded, the Colts were the only team with a losing record for the rest of the season. Like throughout the rest of the games, they were the only team that would lose more games than they would win. All the rest of these teams um, are still fighting. And don't be surprised if if we were too pessimistic. Six and four was the popular number. The Bengals, the Patriots, and the Jets, we had it six and four. What is that number? Why did I write that down? That doesn't make yeah, sense. Back, we need to back up a little bit. Six and four is their current record. Current record. Like that, oh, okay. That's the current. So we have the Colts finishing still three true. and three. Still absolutely true, though. Yeah. Colts are the worst. Yeah, okay. we have the Colts finishing three and three. Um, the Bengals and the Chargers, those are our teams that we liked a lot. Like I said, the Bengals have been kind of hot lately. We've got them finishing four and three, so with a winning record. The Chargers finishing uh, five and two. Uh, I think they had a pretty favorable schedule. Uh, I'll try to get it pulled up here real quick. But, I, I mean, back to what you said, I mean, it's been real exciting football this year. <clears throat> I don't know if it's the rule changes or what. But the scoring's been kind of down, which from an entertainment standpoint isn't great. But I think the dirtiness of the football is, you know, something to be desired. Like, there's a lot of competition and a lot of, you know, heart involved in these games. Like the Titans, for example, they're not doing anything pretty on the field, but they're, you know, they're 7-3 and three right now and are easily a favorite to win that division. The Bengals have Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, Tampa, New England, Buffalo, and Baltimore. This is a schedule I was talking about. Absolutely nuts. You could put any one of these games in primetime. God, such a good, crazy, entertaining schedule coming up for the Bengals. And we have them prevailing. Yeah, I think they'll win most of these games. Maybe not all of them. And that's where it gets confusing is imagine... Imagine they lose most of them. I mean, that changes everything. Uh, Absolutely. And we, we talk about the AFC East. That's, this is what I'm talking about. In, imagine that Buffalo gets this brutal schedule, and they get a couple of games behind Miami and behind New England, and now the Bills, the best team in football, aren't even making it in just because their division is so complicated. Yeah. I mean, that sounds fucking crazy, but that's the reality that we're looking at when these teams are all in, within one game of each other. Like, that's the fucking reality, guys. 100%. Wait, Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb? Yeah, he's had a broken thumb for since, like, week five. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, 100%. Well, anything else on these? Um, did anything stick? Were you surprised by anything across the board that we came up with here? I mean, in the AFC, no. Were you surprised? AFC's... Were you surprised about Seattle making the playoffs? I really was. I really was. I Can you pull up their schedule real quick? Yeah. Uh, we've got Seattle in the playoffs. The five teams, again, were Seattle, the Giants, Atlanta, Green Bay, the Lions, and the Commanders. 
you have Seattle making it in. The teams that are out, in our opinion, were Atlanta, Green Bay. We have Green Bay finishing four and two, but it's just not enough. It's just not enough with what they've done so far in the season. They're not going to make the playoffs. We're both kind of excited about the Lions. Uh, We have them finishing four and three, so a good finish, but just still not enough. Started too slow. And the Commanders, a team that I'd have to look at the standings that are in right now, I want to say, at uh, six and five, but we've got a missing finishing one and four, and I believe that's with Carson Wentz returning. The other team we have making it is the Giants, and I think, you know, what I just said about a couple of these other teams, the Giants started out hot. They're going to have enough juice to get there in the end. We've got them finishing three and four. Uh, Seahawks, they're our biggest surprise. They've got the Raiders, the Rams, who have not looked good as of late. Don't know how they'll look at the end of the season when they're healthy, but it may be too far gone. Like, I just traded uh, Cooper Cup in a dynasty league where I'm in for, I was in first place, now I'm in second. I traded him because I just I wanted to have some juice for the rest of the season. Even if he can return, I don't think they will just because of the way the season's gone. So uh, I think the Rams are kind of down for the count at this point. So Vegas, the Rams, Carolina, those are all winnable games. San Francisco, a loss. Kansas City, a loss. And then they finish the season with the Jets and the Rams again, who we think are turds. So we've got the Seahawks going 5-2 and two the rest of the season. Five and two. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. At this point, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer. I'm bought in. They just play well, right? They, they don't make a lot of mistakes, and they're well coached, and Geno Smith has been absolutely serviceable. The run game's there with Kenneth Walker. I mean, they, they have an identity, and they're executing. And they're, they're not like, like what, they started two and three, and they've been four and one since, so yeah. they're, they're doing it. And they this, lost to Tampa. The last game they lost to was Tampa, who we think is a playoff team. So at, at this point in the season, would you bet that Seattle makes the playoffs? Yeah. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to Best Bets of the Week. This is a segment where Daniel and I square off each week. We both pick four games. At the end of the season, we tally up our win-loss record, and the loser takes shots on the podcast for the Super Bowl. I don't know the current records. Daniel is usually responsible for that. I think I went 2-2 two and two last week, so I'm like one game above 500. I don't know what Daniel's record was last week, but he has been hot and is probably still above 500. So we both bet pretty well. Um, I think our bets are worth listening to. And we'll get into this week's best bets of the week. Uh, My first game of the week, I've got Cincinnati minus two and a half at Tennessee. Uh, This kind of just goes back to me thinking that Cincinnati is better than the record says. Um, I think Cincinnati is way more capable of putting up a bunch of points than Tennessee. Tennessee's had to win dirty uh, in that game against the Chiefs. It looked like they had it in their hands, ended up not going their way. Uh, just weren't able to put up enough points. I've got Cincinnati minus two and a half. That's a game that Daniel also uh, has bet. He bet over. The line was 42 and a half, and he bet over on this line. And I don't know. Um, I suppose if I had to guess, I hate, I hate when you guys can't be here for this portion because I have to read your minds. And all I can think is that the Cincinnati offense is booming. Derrick Henry can run for a couple of, couple touchdowns, right? 
So it's pretty easy to see a world where a couple of teams score 20 points and then a couple of field goals puts it over. It's best I can think. I don't know where he was going with it, but it makes sense to me. Yeah, I see like a 24-17. Does that, no, that doesn't quite cover 27-17. I could see that being the final here. Yeah. 27 Cincinnati. Uh, easily. Uh, Chargers are at Arizona. Kyler Murray returns this week. Even with Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals have not looked good. The Chargers just lost to the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Entertaining game. The Chargers put up points. They look good. I know they've got some injuries in that wide receiver core, but I've got the Chargers covering three and a half. They're the favorite. Uh, Chargers minus three at Arizona. Uh, Daniel did not bet that game, but he did take one of the lowest over-unders. Broncos at Panthers, new quarterback. Um, by the way, we didn't even talk about how, is this true? Russell Wilson got so pissed off at Melvin Gordon that he had him cut from the team. Is that true? I think that's a rumor, but I don't know. I, I didn't look real deep into it. Either way, Melvin Gordon's been released. Um, new quarterback in Carolina. Sammy D. Sammy D. Uh, under 36 and a half points. What happened to Phil Walker? Did he get hurt? Um, he, I don't think he played well. Uh, he might be a little bit hurt, but he just wasn't playing real great. They weren't winning games. No. Um, Are they trying to win games, though? I think, it, I think they were. I think they were trying to win games. But, but at this point, I think they're just trying to save face. Trying to win a game. Uh, at 36 and a half, I like the under also. Denver does have one of the best defenses in football. And they can't put up any points on offense. So I could see this absolutely happening. That's wild. Just absolutely wild that Denver's in such a rut. Same thing. I mean, Denver and the Colts are like the same team. It's freaking wild. Like they're like, the defense is going to hold the other team to 20 or less. And it's all comes down to whether the offense can put up the points or not. And if they basically, if the offense gets over 20, they probably win. But it's just, it's an absolute struggle right now. Uh, my second game of the week is Baltimore at Jacksonville. I've got Baltimore minus four and a half. I, I just think they're a much better team. I tried to this week. I tried to just get away from, you know, finding trap games, looking at analytics. I Baltimore is a much better team than Jacksonville. And I feel like Baltimore, let me pull up their schedule real quick. I feel like Baltimore has been, you know, kind of in a rut. I just feel like they're due, uh, to make something happen here. Let's look at the schedule. I got it here. Oh, they're on a four-game win streak. So, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, here, hold on. Let me see Lamar's stats. Not terrible. I don't know. I, I feel like Baltimore's just been getting some shade lately, and I don't know what the reason is. But, yeah, Baltimore minus, what I say, four. Baltimore minus four at Jacksonville. Baltimore team. at Jacksonville is another game. So this is now two weeks in a row that most of your games overlap. Uh, Daniel did choose this game also. The line was set at 43 and a half. Daniel chose the over. Another, I think this is another easy one for me. The Ravens could damn near put up 43 points by themselves. And sure. Jacksonville has been doing a great job. Christian Kirk. Let's talk about Christian Kirk for a second. Yeah. I mean, everybody, myself included, fucking laughed my ass off when Jacksonville went out and paid Christian Kirk all that money. But it's working. It's absolutely working. He's a figure point on the offense. He's always open. 
Uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't seem to be uh, the next Andrew Luck that we hoped he would be, but he's making fewer mistakes, and they're they're winning on offense at least. They're 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 able to move the ball. Uh, I could see this uh, this hitting. I think forty three and a half is a little bit low. I could see it being more like forty eight. I mean, at forty eight, I'm probably going under. But yeah, I think both of these teams are going to score twenty points. I think that's very, very but, possible. Yeah, like uh, Baltimore thirty-four to twenty-four. Yes, that's, I hundred percent could see that happening. That's very. And real. Then, like you know, Baltimore's maybe up twenty-eight to seventeen. Jacksonville makes a late run, but then the the Ravens close it out. I could see that happen. Absolutely. Um. Did I miss a game here? Uh, you got no, one more, no. I think. No. One more. All right. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final game of the week, the Rams at Kansas City. The Rams are absolutely reeling right now. They just lost Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford's out this weekend. They're starting their third-string quarterback. I don't even know his name. I should know it because they were tweeting about it today. I've got Kansas City minus 15 and a half. I just... I, That's a lot of points, bro. It's a lot of points, but how many how many points are the Ram, are the Rams going to score? Just answer just answer that question with their third string quarterback. Two, it'll be a safety. Okay, do you think <laughs> the Chiefs can put up twenty one points against the Rams? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I, I, I I think so. That's a big spread, though, bro. It's a big spread. It's not the biggest of the week, I don't believe. Oh, wow. it is the biggest of the week. Uh, the Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites against the Texans. And then the Cowboys 10 versus uh, the Giants, which is extremely interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I know it's a lot of points, and hopefully that scares you know everybody else off. But Kansas City is going to cover this. They're at home also. Uh, Rams are reeling. Kansas City minus 15 and a half. Buffalo Bills at Detroit Lions is Daniel's last bet. The line was set at 54 and a half. And he went under. And I don't know why. I'm not going to make up words for him. I have no idea why he did this. I'm sure he has a reason. It's probably very valid. It would probably even sway me to bet the under. Daniel bet the under. And that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I was, I, this week I subscribed to the Action Network so I can see where the money's going. 68% of the public is betting on the over at 54. What'd you say the over under was? 54 and a half. Okay. Um, so close enough. 68% of the public is betting over and 73% of the money is on the over. So yeah, that's a very interesting pick by Daniel. I wish we had his uh, reasoning here. Yeah, I wish we had it too. But we don't, because he's with family, and it's Thanksgiving. So I hope you all are spending time with your family. It's Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. For fuck's sake, we didn't even say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Three big football games today. Probably the best Thanksgiving slate I've ever seen in my life. You got the Bills at the Lions. Um, two explosive offenses, which goes against the under that was just bet here on the show. Uh, the Giants at the Cowboys, a two seven and three football teams fighting for the division lead, and then the Patriots at the Vikings. Uh, we don't know what the Patriots are. We don't know how good they are. Like I said earlier, they could be one of those teams that sneak into the playoffs. And then the Vikings, who were a, a one loss team going into last weekend and got damn near shut out by the Cowboys. So 
Three really good games to look forward to tomorrow. Great, entertaining football on Thanksgiving Thursday. Well, anything else? That's all for me. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.